In Parashat Yisrael, we have the story of Hashem gave us the Torah. What I'd like to think of look at tonight is Hashem's introduction when He offers us the Torah. And if we look carefully, Hashem makes an offer to us. And the offer includes two parts. The one part is what HaKadosh Baruch is expecting from us. And the second part, what Hashem is offering in return. So let's look at the Pesukim together. Hashem says, And now, if you're going to listen to my voice, and you're going to keep my covenant. And you'll be for me a treasure from all the nations. Why? The whole world is his. And you'll be a kingdom of kings of Kohanim, and a holy nation. That's the message to give the Jewish people. So what's the expectation? And what's the reward? That's the first aspect I want to look at this document. There's a second point also. The Malbim, they ask the question, why does the second pasuk start with the word Va'atem? And you. HaKadosh Baruch is referring to the Jewish people. He's talking to them. And he's saying, if you'll listen to my voice, if you'll keep my covenant. So he's talking to them in the second person. And therefore we would have been enough to say, You'll be for me a kingdom of Kohanim and a holy nation. Why does it have to repeat, Va'atem, and you will be for me? That's the you who Hashem is referring to. So let's look at the first pasuk again. What's it referring to? The first point, If you're going to listen to my voice, you're going to keep my covenant. That's clearly talking about Hashem's expectation from us. To keep the mitzvahs and to be faithful to the covenant. And now what about the next phrase in the pasuk? You'll be a treasure from all the nations. Is that what Hashem is expecting from us? Or is that already what Hashem is offering us? Is that part of the, our obligation to Hashem? Or is that a chalak of Hashem's obligation to us? So it's interesting. It seems to be different before Hashem explain this differently. For those who learn, that this is the reward, part of the reward. But for those who learn, and this is part of the expectation. In other words, Hashem expects from us to obey the commandments. Hashem expects us to keep the covenant. And Hashem expects us to be an Am To be a treasure. And if that's the case, then we can understand the second part of the Pasuk as well. Where Hashem's offer in return. Because if there are three things, three items which Hashem 
so to speak, outlines his expectations, and we should keep the mitzvahs, we should be faithful to the covenant, and be a suguda and be a treasure. Then there are also three parts to the reward. We will be kings, we will be kainim, and we will be a goy kadosh. What needs to be understood, what are these three things and why do they correspond to the three blessings Hashem is offering us in return? So let's start with the Vilna Gaon in Mishle. And the Vilna Gaon says that Avodah Hashem is broken up into three distinct areas. What he calls Mitzvah Sasei, Al Mitzvah Loita Sasei, and Imratar. There's one aspect of serving Hashem by fulfilling the commandments, doing what Hashem wants us to do. There's an aspect of obeying Hashem by making sure not to transgress what He forbade. And the chedek of serving Hashem by learning Torah. The Vilnagan says it corresponds to the three parts of the person. There's the person's physical side, which is where his mirrors try to push him to do things which are wrong. And to restrain those mitzvahs and prevent himself doing wrong, that's the guiding of the mitzvahs loitase, not to transgress the Torah. Then there's a person's passion, his energy, his what he looks to do and achieve, and that has to be channeled into fulfilling mitzvahs asay. A person's ruach, his drive should be mitzvahsechot tirdof nafshi. That my soul, my nefesh, runs after your mitzvahs. And last is the person's neshama, and that's meant to be elevated through Limerat And if that's the case, we understand that these are the three aspects of the avoda that HaKadosh Baruch is expecting from us. If you listen to my voice, is the mitzvah saseh. is guarding the covenant, like we know, whenever the Pasuk says with Shmira, it's always referring to keeping the Remitzvah's later, I say. And that would be the case in V'yisim Niskula. You're going to be for me a treasure. Is connected uh, our obligation to learn Torah. And that needs explanation. Why is learning Torah called being a treasure? But first, Let's expand on this idea a bit more. The Torah comes back to this another time. And the Torah at the beginning of Pashas Eikov says again, that so to speak, Moshe Rabbeinu repeats the agreement, the bris with Hashem and the Jewish people. And he says, Eikev Tishmur It's a mitzvah sa'ena u'shmartem v'asisim moisam. It's referring to the mitzvahs. And it says two points. U'shmartem, it's a mitzvah sa'ena V'asisem is the mitzvah saseh, the one will Hashem do for you, in return. V'shamar Hashem elekecha l'cho es habris, v'sachesh l'ashen nishpul avisecho. There's the bris, there's the covenant, and there's the promise. And therefore, if we keep the mitzvah saseh and the mitzvah loitaseh, Hashem will guard for us the covenant He made with us, and the promise that He made to us. What was the covenant? What was the promise? So if we look, and it's an amazing thing, when it talks about the fact that Aaron HaKoyen 
was chosen as the Kohen, and his family afterwards, that was the covenant. The Apostle says in Pasha's Korach, when he's talking about the appointment of Aaron and his family is a Kohen him forever afterwards, it's a bris melech. It's a covenant which is, so to speak, preserved in salt. And same thing again, the Apostle says is about the bris Hashem made to Aaron, that the, the kohuna was given as a covenant. Why covenant? So Ramban explains the idea of a bris, of a covenant, is each side, so to speak, it, it obligates themselves to do for the other. And therefore, being as the Kohenim, volunteered themselves to serve Hashem. So that was their part of the covenant, and then Hashem chose them as a Kohenim. Which means, in other words, for the reward for the Asir, for doing the mitzvahs, should be kahuna, should be an enhanced opportunity to serve Hashem. And we understand the two go together. The Kayan, more than anybody else, has the opportunities, has the mitzvahs, has the setting to serve Hashem. He is, can bring karbanas, he can do all the mitzvahs which relate to the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, that was the reward for serving Hashem. For keeping the mitzvahs, say, that was the bris. And what about the Shva? So we see when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the kingship to David and to his descendants, there was a Shva. It's possible in the Shiramaris we say, Nishba Hashem le David. Emesh lo yasar imenu mipri vitnecha ashes lekiseloch. Hashem swore to David as something true which won't change, that from your children they will inherit the throne of Klai The kingdom was given with a shva. And the important point of a king, like the Torah says in the Pash of a king, is not to veer from the path of the Torah. To be the one who shamed the Torah, who guards the Torah, and not just for himself, but who guards that the entire Jewish people keep the Torah. And therefore, it was given with a shva. As you know, the shva is a commitment which is a person is not allowed to disobey, not allowed to backtrack or to renege on a shvu. And that's for the mitzvahs later. So the kohen was given with the bris and the malchus was given with the shvu. And now here's the important point. And the Mephoshim said this as well. Originally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was willing to offer the entire Jewish people. You will all be Melachim and Koyanim. You will all be kings and you will all be Koyanim. If we would keep the Mitzvah Saseh, if we would guard the Mitzvah Saseh, so then we would all merit being a Melech and a Koyanim. It was available to everybody. Perhaps we can suggest that's Lashon Va'atem. Va'atem is coming to emphasize all of you. All of you. Va'atem, all of you will be Amlechus Kohenim. It won't be that it landed up later on that only one tribe of Klai Yisrael would be the Kohenim and only one family would be the kings. But rather, Kol Yisrael B'nei Melachimim. 
all of Klai Yisrael could be kings, all of Klai Yisrael could be Kohanim. If we keep the mitzvahs Haseh, the mitzvahs like Haseh. And what happened as a result? Klai Yisrael, we now, unfortunately, not long after Matan Tarah, sinned with Egel Azov. And when they sinned with Egel Azov, then they lost that opportunity. And the king, the Kohen was taken away from them and given only to this, the family of Aaron. And similarly, later on, the kings will only be from one family, the family of David. In other words, the ability to deserve rulership and kohana is contingent on keeping the mitzvahs of Hashem. And when a person transgresses the mitzvahs, then they lose both of those rights. And we have a precedent for this. And the precedent is Reuven, the firstborn son of Yaakov, who by virtue of being the firstborn should have been the Melech and should have been the Kohen. Exactly these two advantages, exactly these two privileges. And yet, because of the Avera that Reuven does, so he loses both of them. The Kohuna and the Malchus both get taken away from him. Klaishwad Harsinai were given a second chance on a national level. Vatem, you should all be for me. A Malachim and Kohenim. And Klaishwad also lost that chance. And after that, Gilazov, so then the promise of being kings and Kohenim was, was no longer available to the whole Jewish people. It was restricted to only one part of Klai Yisrael, who would be the Kohenim, and one part who would be the kings. Those are the first two promises that Hashem makes in response for the first two things He expects from us. Now let's talk about the third one. You should be for me a treasure from all the nations, and if that's the case, there is, the Hashem's reward for that is you'll be a Goy Kaddish. You'll be a holy nation. What's the connection between being a treasure and being holy? And this is also something that the Torah repeats again in Pashas Tvarim at the end of Pashas Veschana. And it says, Ki am Kaddish atala Hashem lekecho. You're a nation whose Kaddish is holy to Hashem. B'cho b'cha Hashem lekecho. Liyo Yisleil am Sugula. Because you are the ones who are chosen to be the treasured nation, the Amsagura. Why are you an Amkodesh? Because you're an Amsagura. The two go together. What's the connection between them? And why is, why is this through Limurataira? And the answer to this is because the Torah is Hashem's treasure. Like we know, the Pasuk says that even before the creation of the world, Hashem's treasure was the Torah. And therefore, wherever the Torah is, becomes a place which is treasured by Hashem. That's the, that's the storage place for His Torah. Whether it was the Aaron HaKodesh, the Beis HaMikdash. So the place which is going to be the, where the Torah is kept, where the Torah is stored, that's a treasure. That's the place which holds the treasure. And what Hashem is telling the Jewish people is, Jewish people, you can be the repository which holds the treasure. You can be the treasure house. 
You're going to be for me the treasure. Because by learning Torah, then the Torah is, is held, is kept, is guarded in your minds. And if that's what the Torah is, then being as a Torah is Hashem's treasure. The person who has the Torah, the person who contains the Torah, who holds the Torah, he becomes a treasure too. And therefore by learning Torah we have the opportunity to become the treasure house which stores the Torah. And the reward Hashem offers for that will be a Goy Kaddish. Because that brings Kaddisha. Where Hashem's treasure is, where Hashem is connected to, so that becomes something which is more Kaddish. More connected to Hashem. That's the third aspect of Hashem's offer to us. and That's the gamut of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted us to do and like we saw the rewards for each one. Let's take it a step further. The mission says in Perikavos, Shloshok Sarimhim There are three crowns. There's Kesar Kahuna there's Kesar Malchus and there's Kesar Torah. And obviously Rav Nasan elaborates and it says Kesar Kahuna was only given to Aaron and his children. Kesar Malchus only to the family of David. But Kesar Torah is available for every Jew. And the way we're understanding it's not that originally it was meant to be like that. Originally Vatem to Originally the all three sorry were available to the entire Jewish people. It was only after the mistake of Chet Egel we lost two of those three crowns. The Kesa Kahuna, which was given to Aaron, and the Kesa Machus, which was given to David. Does that sound familiar to us? Let's look at the Gemara. The Gemara says in Shabbos, when B'Shosh Ami Yitzchak Yitzchak Naisi V'Nishma, and Klaus Rosh said, Naisiv and Ishma, the Malachi Asharis came down and they crowned each Jewish person with two crowns. And the Gemara was continuing the story, is afterwards, when they sinned by the eagle, they lost their two crowns. They lost their two crowns. Both of them were taken away. We understand that. These are the crowns connected the Maisa. Connected the Mitzvah and the Mitzvah Lotaseh. Or if you want, connected the Kohen and the Malchus. Those were the crowns that Klayashal was given. For Naisiv and Nishma, for the acceptance to keep the Torah and obey the Mitzvahs. And those two of the crowns they lost when they broke the Torah. Those two crowns were taken away from them. But there's another crown also. And that's the Kesa Torah. And the Kesa Torah is something which every Jew can still wear. And that's the symbol of our Tfilin. The Tfilin is taking pages of the Torah 
and wrapping them around our heads exactly where the crown would sit. And the significance of Tefillin is that Klai Yisrael are, so to speak, crowned with the crown of Torah. The parishes of Torah which is written in the Tefillin, that's what sits on our head. And that's the crown we haven't lost. Because every Jew can still connect to the crown of Torah. Every Jewish head can be the repository where the Torah is kept. It can be the school, it can be Hashem's treasure house. And therefore every Jew can achieve that Kedusha. As an aside, it's interesting to note that Korach, years later, when he mounted his rebellion against Moshe, so he starts with the point of the crown that he still had. The entire nation is Kaddish. And therefore, what's he asking for? He wants the Kahuna and he wants the Malchus. Aaron was the Kohen Moshe, that door was like the Melech. And Korah came to fight against both. He thought if we have the one crown, the crown of Torah, and that's the Goy Kaddish, that everybody's holy, so then we, can, we, want, we, we demand back the other two as well. And that's what Korah was shown. The other two we've lost. But the crown of Torah is still available to everyone. That's the Kesar we still wear. The crown we still have is the crown of Torah. Because we're still the Am Segula, we're still the treasured nation of Hashem. And we can still be the Goy Kodesh. That's the effect that the Torah has. When a person uses his mind as a, to accept the Torah, then that becomes the place of Kodesh. That becomes a place where the terror resides. That becomes Hashem's treasure. And that becomes a place of Kedusha as well. Just as a postscript, many will ask that we know that the crowns of Naisa and Nishma, Naisa is for keeping the Torah, Nishma is for learning the Torah. If that's the case, why did we explain that they lost both crowns for breaking the mitzvahs? But the answer is it seems to be a machlekes between different chazals. Because the Gemara we quoted says clearly that they lost both crowns after the Chetagah. Whereas there's another, there's a Midrash who says that after the Chetagah, Hashem told them, you've lost the Naiseh, his Horeb Nishma. Guard the Nishma. It seems it seems to me that there's two different points here. The one is the crown that they got for Naisa, which is the crown they got for saying they're going to keep the mitzvahs. But that's two parts. There's a mitzvah sase and the mitzvah loitase. And then the nishma is a keeping the terror. And if that's the case, it's like the Gemara says, the crowns are for the Naisa and the Maktim Naisa to nishma. So really, like we saw in the Mishnah, there are three. What the Gemara is talking about, the crowns that they were given or got taken away from them were the crowns for the Naisa. 
the grounds for the nicer for keeping the mitzvahs, both the positive and the negative, and that they lost just like they lost the good and the malchus. Whereas the nishma, which was keeping the Torah, they still had, so the kesser of tefillin, that's a crown we still wear today.